Hello, hello, hello there. You're very welcome back to another episode of the Sam I Am podcast with me, Sam White. That's right. I hope you're keeping well. I hope you had a nice weekend. It was good to do something different for a change last week and put out two episodes. And yeah, not too not too difficult. Obviously getting used to the whole process. Editing is getting easier. Getting into good habits. Even recording these intros is much easier now than it was at the start. But yeah, as I said, I hope everyone's I hope everyone's well and I guess I hope everyone's enjoying life. Um I, on the last episode I was talking to to Joe about how excited we were about the Euro starting and stuff and like it's been great watching football every day, but life was certainly put into perspective um after what can only be described as a very traumatic thing to see. Christian Eriksen collapsing towards the end of that first half in the Denmark Finland game and fighting for his life in front of our eyes is obviously shouldn't have we shouldn't have been able to see what we saw, but very distressing, very traumatic. I was watching it live when it happened. Couldn't believe it. I was I was by myself at the time. I was really emotional because I feared the worst. But uh, he pulled through, which is incredible. And credit to the medics and everyone that came to his aid so quickly. But yeah, it certainly put life into perspective and sh- just goes to show that while I love the game of football, um, it's it's nothing compared to just being alive and there's so much so many more important things in life that's what I'm trying to say but he's it's great to see that he's okay I'm recording this on Tuesday the 15th of June this intro and I just saw I woke up to a really lovely Instagram post of Ericsson in hospital smiling Put out a statement saying that he was okay and that he's looking forward to cheering on Denmark. And I think Denmark are going to become everyone's second team. Even Irish fans, even though Denmark have, have uh, broken our hearts a few times. Um, they'll certainly be a team in everyone's hearts for the rest of the tournament, no matter what happens. But anyway, I'm back with uh, part two of my chat with Owen. Uh, I had to cut it short uh, last week because it went on for so long and... Again, trying something different, breaking breaking up a chat where we tell some interesting stories. And if you thought last week's tales were were mad, then wait till you hear this one. And uh, today I'm going to end the show slightly differently. You're not going to hear me talk at the end. You're going to hear something different. So once again, if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to follow or subscribe. Depending on what platform you're using, you can find me at Sam White. That's white with three eyes on Instagram. If you want to follow Owen on Instagram, uh, he's at Yoan. Um, so check him out. He's also, Owen's uploading music on YouTube as well. So check out his YouTube channel. Uh, Owen Com- If you search Owen Commons on YouTube, it should come up. But yeah, let's get into part two of my chat with Owen Commons. Enjoy, and I'll see you next week. All being well. Cheers, folks.
Um, uh, so that was the start of your time in Bordeaux, and then towards the so that was the first weekend. Then we your last weekend that you were in Bordeaux, we had another interesting night, uh, which started off. It was a really really good day that we had. I remember we went busking, as we did a few times in one of the nice squares. Mm. Bordeaux is a very beautiful city. Um, for those that haven't been, mm. lots of nice, uh, lots of nice squares. From a busking point of view as well. Yeah, I remember we we didn't have mics or anything, but I remember we could like the sound was really good for just your voice mm. and a guitar. Yeah, and uh, after like I, I remember the last two weeks I was in Bordeaux. I'd been busking so much that something just clicked and. I started to make loads more money than I had been the previous few weeks. And that was a really, uh, like stuff went wrong, but that was a really good, that was a really good uh, uh, thing to look back on. Just, uh, I learned, to, I like, I improved, I improved a lot as a musician, just doing that for days, days on day after day. Um, got a really good set list together and just practiced a lot. And, and reap the benefits to, to an extent especially in the last my last week or so there um again back with a big bag of change but um yeah back to back to this particular day we had been busking and i don't know if you want to explain that uh we we met this really nice girl who you seem to strike up a conversation with and yeah, yeah I, remember, I, was... I can't remember what her name i'm awful i can't remember what her name was uh, that's that's terrible, Sam. That's really bad. Because yeah. I can't remember her name either, so that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Where was she from? But Where was she from? She, she was Austrian. I remember. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was really, really a lovely person, and she was just looking for a hostel. Um, mm. and we were busking in the square, and I'm sure because we were busking, like we'd be doing it for like kind of like. We probably did it for like six hours or something. Oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that though. No. Maybe okay. Maybe we had we had done a couple of sets, but spread across an afternoon, maybe. Right, but there would be but, uh, periods yeah. where we just both be sitting, kind of like while one's playing. So, like mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, we ended up talking to um, this person from Austria who was on their travels, and they were saying asking where the hostels were and stuff. Um, and we just got on really well with them. Um, and we asked we asked her if she wanted to come and sleep on the living room floor. Because the thing with Bonnie's flat was, it was amazing. Shout out to Bonnie for flat. It was amazing. Yeah, it was we had, like, it, was, it was actually quite big. Mezzanine. For, mezzanine, yeah. And the amazing part, it was quite big. There was like two rooms upstairs. And anyway, we, we said that this person could use the sofa and they they could buy us some food in return i think yeah we had a lovely i remember we had a lovely meal that night yeah yeah i think you, you the two of you uh, you had cooked some lovely food for me already and she yeah it was an, it was a good deal and uh no fair play to you cuz uh i think i wasn't sure about it at first but she was yeah she was really really nice and i think she enjoyed she enjoyed the music as well and yeah, she stayed, and in exchange, I think, yeah, you, the two of you cooked, I think, a really nice meal, and we had, 
again the drinks were flying and we, we were having she, a really good night she made one of those watermelon things where you stuff shove a bottle of vodka in it didn't she oh really I don't remember do you not remember that you put like a hole in a bottle of vodka and... mm. oh see I don't remember that see, I just remember <laughs> like a, ho- a hole in a melon and you shove a bottle of vodka in it and then it kind of drains through and creates alcoholic mm. lem- melon oh wow god yeah but uh, it was yeah it was good fun and uh you were leaving in a couple of days and she was only there for the night and we had kind of we had been to the festival of course but I hadn't been on a I had had met many people before you came so I hadn't been on a night out or anything just been to a couple of the pubs and we were we were like oh we should go on a we should go on a night out and there was uh, the biggest club in Bordeaux is called I think it's the biggest club it's called La Plage La Plage yeah and yeah, we were in a walking distance of it. Um, we were on a good vibe, so we thought, let's go out. And I think we we left the apartment at about midnight. It was late enough. And we walked to this nightclub. And I remember it was completely dead. <laughs> there was no one in it when we got there. <laughs> yeah, there's no one there. Was it, was it like um, a Monday or something? No, it was well, maybe I don't know. It was, I thought it was a weekend. I can't. Re- I actually can't remember what day it was. Um, but we went in. We we paid to get in. I think we could leave and come back. Um, but we walked around and there was no one there. And actually, I went. I went again a few weeks later. I two. I met these two Irish lads before I left, and we went. We went for a night out that night, and we did end up going, and it wasn't great. Like it was. It was a bit bougie. And it was really expensive. But anyway, that night we yeah, there was no one in the club, so we thought, okay, we'll 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 leave and come back. Maybe we'll go and find a pub. And then it didn't seem like a it was it was dark, like it was nighttime and it was we were still quite in the within the city. Uh it didn't seem intimidating or anything at all. Had didn't really hadn't really had any problems up until then in Bordeaux. But uh as I said, we we're on a good vibe, pretty drunk. In fairness, we were pretty drunk, but uh, tolerable. And we were looking for a pub, and then we, as as we as we did many times together during those two weeks, we bumped into a group of people and we struck up a conversation with them. And me and the girl we were with were talking to a few lads. I think it was they were all lads, and you were talking to an another smaller group of the same. Of the same group, um, I don't know what you remember. What do you remember? What What were you talking about to those guys that night? Um, I can remember. I, yeah, I can remember. See, in my mind, I, I remember like we were like going under like overpasses and stuff, and I was like, "Fuck, it doesn't feel like I was no. grand, obviously, totally like grand." But I remember feeling like kind of like, "Oh, let's get back into a more well lit area." Yeah, yeah, I remember thinking Which that. And then tra- I think they were all wearing trying tuxes. to find a pub. Yeah, really. I don't yeah, remember. yeah. I think we were probably asking them, "Where's the good pub?" That's probably what we were asking them. Yeah, I think that's what we were yeah. asking them. I remember yeah. they were all wearing we were tuxedos. Pretty friendly. And I was kind of being like, "Oh, you know." Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I can remember just like all of them were like really dead on, apart from one individual. 
I can remember like saying like mm. hello to them all individually, you know, as you do, probably like eight or nine of them and just like yeah, getting like really like positive feedback apart from like this one individual just didn't just didn't want to say hello. I thought, oh, it's grand. Okay. So then um, so then what ha- so did he then what happened? Did he push you then? This one individual. Yeah, so then like kinda like out of nowhere, I think like uh I think like I just natu it's just me, maybe I just naturally want to make friends with everyone. Um mm. but yeah, he just hit me in the face. Just punched me like really hard, cracked mm. my cheekbone, um knocked me to the floor with just kinda like absolutely out of nowhere. Yeah. Just like standing there one minute talking to someone next minute lying on the floor. Mm. And, and um, then I try to get up again. If I could yeah, if I could just uh, interject there, um sorry. Uh I think what happened in sequence was you might have tried to interact with this guy and then he didn't like you or didn't understand why you're being so friendly maybe um and then i think he initially might have pushed you i don't know if he actually hit you the first time he might have just pushed you and then i got and then i saw the commotion and i've never been in a fight in my life or any sort of physical altercation unless it was on a football pitch maybe you had a few scruffs you had a few scuffles on a football pitch in a, in a match when when tensions are high but Anyway, I've never been in a situation like this. So I I think I get between you and then he hit me first. So he got me out of the way. He he gave me a left hook to the like the nose and eye. So I was never been punched in the face before in my life. So I was fucking freaked out. His head was spinning. And then that's when he went for you. All right. I I I couldn't yeah. I can, I can remember being punched in the face. Um, I can remember you trying to like sort sort out. But I thought I I thought that I got hit first, and then I can remember trying to get back up, and he like kicked my yeah. feet away, gave me a kick, yeah. and then I thought you stepped in and went like, "Oh yo yo, what's going on? Don't mm-hmm. hit him." And then I can remember you you getting your nose burst and getting hit in the eye as well. Um, that but yeah, I think I think that was the sequence of it though. But uh, I think I I don't know if you you probably wouldn't remember this, but I'm pretty sure you were you hit your head off. You would have, as you said, you you hit you in the ch- you fucked your cheekbone up. But you hit I think you hit your head off the the road. Or yeah. The when you went down, and I'm pretty sure you were unconscious for. You would have had a concussion. Pretty sure. Oh you yeah, were unconscious definitely. For like I was definitely few, not right. Uh, getting up. Ten seconds, I think. I think. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're knocked out. It was like, yeah, it was like a box. We, we think he was a boxer. Some I remember. I just remember someone saying well, that he was well, a boxer. But I remember the like police getting a knockout punch. Really, really weirdly, like those guys scarpered, and the police came round the corner. Like, I don't know. I, there was no shouting or anything. Like it wasn't like eh, mm. like, but the police came just like just they were there like that. Yeah. Uh like do you remember they were just they were just all of a sudden like right where we were standing like we hadn't moved from the spot and they were like what's happened we're like oh we like uh you know some like some guys just hit us like unprovoked 
like I, I, we probably weren't didn't say that but whatever and he was like they were like there's a boxer in the area and he's just been hitting people oh. he's just been like like they just they said the, the yeah they said they said this guy has just been well there's been someone hanging around or whatever and he's just been a boxer just hitting people in this so area yeah he's just pr- yeah um, he's, pra- he's practicing he's taking it out on the general public great like not the mm, like uh, i love boxing like i love watching boxing but that's not how you should be preparing for fights or whatever um but uh yeah uh i yeah i, I do remember the guy just disappearing i don't know if he was do you think he was he arrested or he just i just remember him get being put in a car or getting into a car and, and leaving and there was a couple of other people in the group that stayed around and, and tried, they were apologizing and uh, amidst yeah, all the commotion, that's right. I, yeah, was, that's right. I was cry, I was, I was so freaked out. I was like crying my eyes out, and I'm so still scared. probably a bit woozy. Um, like that poor, yeah. poor Austrian, poor Austrian. Oh, that was she with was us. great. She was great. She was great. She was great. Like she, mm. she came home. <laughs> we came home. We iced up, and she was really, yeah. you know had a good bedside manner but um in retrospect like when i think about it now i think like maybe we you know we definitely were we're i think we're both to both look through rose tinted glasses and expect everyone to be the best of themselves and most people mm. are most people really are but i wish we'd acted more upon the fact like oh here we're under some underpasses we're a bit out of the way yeah that that's what what that pro- probably wouldn't make a difference probably met the same mm. boxer or like in a well lit yeah. area but i wish um yeah i guess it will it was so f- I was so fucking freaked out because I had lived in Dublin for the past two years and I'd heard stories about people getting into um, getting into kerfuffles. Bother. God knows who. And I had I would have walked home by myself on a lot of nights out in my first couple of years of college and which would have been like say if you're a woman you wouldn't have done that for example. Um Mm-hmm. So I was putting, I I was sort of naive in the sense that something could have happened to me when I was doing that. So because it hadn't happened to me, um, and I'd never experienced a physical altercation like that, or never been hit in the face before, uh, yeah, it was all sort of, it all just sort of hit me at once. And um, but you think you're right though, um, and. Uh, I remember the police were, I think they wanted us to come in for questioning or something. And I wasn't yeah. having any of it. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I did not want to go. I did not want to go with the gendarme. And uh, we were so leaving in a couple of days. I was actually, I was well. actually leaving. Yeah, we were so drunk, which probably didn't help, even though we were, we weren't uh, confrontational. Um, mm. But uh, I was actually leaving Bordeaux for a couple of weeks. Uh and I was going home. I remember going home to my mom and, and, going and home. having to explain, like, like I've got photos. My face was like, yeah, 
more than twice the size on the left. Like it's still mm. got like a little big, you know, yeah. big black eye. Like it was awful. Oh, Remember, my face really came right out. And going home mm. to my mum and be like, oh, like trying to just obviously be honest with her. But like it's like it's that mm. that embarrassment side of it, something that was rubbish. But in in retrospect, mm. for me, like on the night, I think we were just like like. We weren't even that young. Like, what were we? Like, 19? Uh, 19, 19, yeah. 19, like, yeah. maybe no, we just... 20, 20, 20, 20. 20? Really? Yeah. Yeah, three years ago. I yeah. just finished second. I was just finished second. 2017, I was just finished second year. Um, But I remember then we, we had to, me and the, me and the girl, we had to like carry it. We were, we had, I had one arm around my shoulder and she had your, the other arm around her shoulder and we just, because you couldn't really, you were limping, like, because he kicked you in the fucking legs. Uh, mm. Your legs were kind of fucked as well from it, so you couldn't really walk. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the day, the morning after, I think we started icing it straight away, but yeah, the morning after, um, the right side, your right cheek was just completely, it was like a, I remember, a massive uh, golf ball. Like, there was no, we, we hadn't bought any frozen food, obviously. So, like, there was no mm. ice. So, the only thing there was was spinach. I remember just like, like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if Bonnie listened to this, but she must have had frozen spinach. She had like bags of frozen yeah. spinach. I don't know why she had so much. <laughs> just having like, like frozen spinach, like just melting into my face, like tasting it. <laughs> <laughs> it was coming through. But no, as I say, in retrospect, um, I think like, I think we were just too naive. And mm. like, we're we're very lucky in a way that this yeah. is we are we're both we're both lucky that this is like like that we're we're able to have this podcast now and that that, that this is our kind of like for me like one story like this of being assaulted like this and jumped as I'd say because mm. like it was totally unprovoked it wasn't like. Mm. Like on it was like totally unprovoked, but I think like lesson to be learned is just like we were just too Watch drunk. Your guard. Yeah. Watch your guard, but we were just too drunk. We were both like, mm. like I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to myself now, and walk about Dundee, like mm. my city, rather like as opposed to any foreign city. Um. Yeah. But on yeah. the on the other front, like we were both really drunk. Like most people are sound. Like most people are like absolutely dead on. And but there is boxers out there that might punch you. So just be alert and just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just common sense. And yeah, it's, yeah. When you go to different cities, you even though they don't seem that far away, it's quite a different attitude towards alcohol maybe and the attitude what alcohol can do to you and stuff so uh, i think that's important to keep in mind um and while we maybe we we might have felt that we were we were just being really friendly um they mightn't have liked that that guy for some reason that guy thought it wasn't uh he, he didn't like the cut of us so so yeah, just yeah, watch yourselves out there, um, especially when especially when the world goes back to normal and people, um, yeah, 
are going to go back to normal selves and normal social lives. Um, Even yeah, more than that, I think there's a worry about, like, a, a worry is a wrong word. Like, everyone's so excited to just get out and be get back to normal, but, like, it's been, like, really hard emotionally on everyone. Like, mm. doesn't, mm. like, don't say it's not, because, like, everyone has had an emotional effect on this. Um, like, yeah. a lot of good things yeah. to be taken away. But anyway, like, there's going to be a lot of, like, anger and... Uh, there's no there's gonna be a lot of people struggling to express themselves because i've had it like i've been at the pub like mm. a few nights and just like been unable to express myself and that for some people will yeah. lead to, to anger so we just need to um just be mindful channel of that really. the right way. yeah 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 channel it the right and, way and uh i worry a wee bit about my social skills coming out of covid and i don't think i think everyone should accept that it's going to be difficult to be Hundred percent yourself. Oh, I, to- you come out of I this totally thing. agree. As I was saying, I just started a new job, and like, I was thinking about it. I was like, I've not actually spoke to this many people in a row in like two years, mm. which is nuts. Hundred percent. Um, I was just like thinking about how, like, realistically, any anyone can kill someone with a punch, like. If you hit someone and they fall and hit their head in a certain way, or if you hit them, they like they they can die or they can yep. become affected for life, which is mm. you know it's like the biggest one of the most monumental things. So if you are feeling like you're in an altercation or you know if if there's a situation that you don't know how to react try to try to like learn that you well firstly just don't hit anyone (laughs) yeah don't like that's really important like like i know like uh, sam me and you when we're kids we would fought like i would fight my brother and but like Mm not like adults fighting is like actually like a really really bad thing it's a really dangerous thing like people can die from one punch like that mm. i don't think that's stressed enough like people are like oh yeah they like there was a fight outside the pub the other night like it is actually a really dangerous thing yeah. like you you can as i say die from hitting your head in the pavement that way um so if if you're like feeling these kind of like negative emotions and try to like just remove yourself from the situation um, or take a different measure, talk to someone. Yeah, talk to someone. Um, to take a different measure, like do some breath, do some like just normal breathing. Um, but do try to recognize that. That's, I think that's quite important, actually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's why I, I think I was so upset and initially worried because you, you were knocked out for a few seconds. Um, but you came around, thankfully. And and, and I think that we were very lucky because I know we got punched, but, like, at least there was no... You didn't, at least you didn't have a knife or anything, you know? Um, so it could have been 
it could have been so much worse. Mm. So, yeah, motto of the story is uh, just do watch yourself, especially if you're out late at night in cities like that. Um, and if you're like us who weren't aren't from the country that we were in and maybe people react differently to things, just always keep that in mind when you're going when you're going about. Mm. Um, Absolutely. But do go to Bordeaux. Bordeaux is really nice. Do go to Bordeaux. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't let us put don't let us completely put you off Bordeaux. Um it's just one of those things and um I would go back. I would go back. Oh, me too. Definitely. That happened. And as I said, I went to La Plage a couple of weeks later after that happened. And uh, it wasn't a great night out, but um, I still went. I wasn't completely traumatized by the whole thing. Um, uh, if anyone, uh, and I, I, again, I only got hit once. Uh, you, you came off worse than me. And on a lighter note, I remember, I think it was on, I'm pretty sure that happened on a Saturday because the next day you, we didn't have, we might have, I don't think we had any painkillers or anything. And I was walking around Bordeaux all day looking for painkillers, but it was a Sunday in France and the pharmacies are, are closed. Oh, so I remember yeah. I came home and I did, I had nothing for you. And I, I don't know if I bought frozen, I might've bought some frozen peas actually. So you didn't have to, <laughs> so you didn't have to resort to the celery or whatever. Spinach. Um, or the spinach. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And then, yeah. And then you would have went home the next day. So in probably a lot of pain and, and we're, and uh, got into the car, and your parents picked your mum or dad picked you up, and you your face was swollen, um, mm. and like my my like we've told our we've told our families the story, and like my parents, like I told my parents, just after you left, I think we both would have told yeah. everyone um, what happened, just so everyone. Uh, but it, it is embarrassing, like like it's a it's a weird thing that you wouldn't think, but it's embarrassing to tell everyone that you like it's not embarrassing but it's like it feels like you've done something wrong almost like even though like mm, mm. we i feel like we didn't you know um no we did, I feel, yeah we and we didn't as we said we didn't go to the police and we kind of just tried to move on from it and um who knows where that guy is now maybe he's really he's doing well in boxing i don't know <laughs> But, I, hope uh, he's, I hope he's not hitting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, use your use your talent in only in the sporting sense. Uh, <laughs> don't uh, take it out on on us soft boys. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, uh, but uh, yeah, that's it's a great story, though, isn't it? It's a good story. It is. It is. Um. um but I think, and like, I, also, I don't sorry, know. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think there's a place for, like, like, you, you really respect boxing as a sport, but me, personally, I don't. Like, I just think, like, hmm. lots of things have evolved, and I, sometimes I don't think sport has evolved enough. Yeah. And in the sense of boxing I, I think wrestling, I, I, I think just... I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I respect the, how fit you have to be to do it, and how much... Mm-hmm. I think it's probably the hardest sport in the world in terms of you you have to be seriously fit and mentally strong to do it. Um, but, I don't, uh, yeah, I I get, don't I get disagree with that at all. But like, uh, I just think like, we've come a long way and 
Mm. Again, it thinks of danger like it's a bit, a bit dangerous in a way. But um, yeah, sure. Um, but I guess people people like that guy might boxing might like what he did to us was shouldn't have ha- like it shouldn't happen. But um, maybe he's the sort of guy who needs boxing to get him off the streets or maybe he's going yeah, through true. something traumatic in his life or family reasons uh, and boxing's that therapy can be very therapeutic for some people and that's true I, you know what I totally I totally really really do agree with that I think it does do a lot of good to a lot of communities around the world um, mm. and but, yeah there's um, a lot of strength to be a lot of strengths taking it to it but Still, yeah. I still think it is a bit of a dangerous sport, and mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. some instances, um, yeah. Even last night, last night there was a fight, a really big fight in uh, in Texas between I don't know if you know the fighters. It's Canelo Alvarez, who's I think he's like pound for pound the best fighter in the world, arguably, and he was fighting a guy from England, Billy Joe Saunders, and they. Mm. It was a good fight. I, I didn't watch the fight, but uh, the fight had to be ended after eight rounds because Billy, uh, Canelo hit Billy Joe Saunders with an uppercut, and it hit is like I it, it hit it, him around the eye, and it completely fucked up his his I think it's um, the muscle around his eye, and he Jeez. couldn't see, so that stopped the fight, um, and he had to go to hospital. Um, really, really bad injury. Like, um, jeez, yeah, like that's not orbital sound fun. muscle or something. Orbital muscle or something like that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, around the eye socket. Uh, yeah, and it looked bad. He didn't know where he was, and mm. he has to have surgery now. So yeah, that's the bad. That's the scary. That's definitely the scary side of it. He kind of looked like you. He kind of looked like you after you got hit. To be honest. The way his face is swollen. Don't say that. Yeah, but no, you you were fine. You were fine. Just you just had to lie down for a couple of days and um Yeah. People watch out for concussion as well, especially rugby players. Um Yeah. But uh yeah, well, uh, we could talk for bloody hours about this, but um uh don't wanna don't wanna I think we got uh, the the gist of kinda like being safe is really important. Uh yeah. Also, like making sure your your pals, making sure your pals, like, mm. like his pal in that situation could have acted better. You know, like they were really good after the event, but like they could have, like, if I know if my best pal is like getting wound up in that situation, I'm gonna help remove him and talk to him and yeah, calm yeah. down, and then and then do something post event to try be like, look here, your behavior was leading towards this, and that's mm. not on can end lives let's you know mm. um yeah watch if your your pals mm. uh, and that's, i think that's are. why i initially initially tried to get in between you so nothing would happen and i probably thought that the rest of his mates mm. would stop him as well but it is what it is and here we are now i'm back in i'm back in france and uh i'm <laughs> happy to be back because that was a it was Apart from what happened there from that night, we had a great couple of weeks together. And I think after oh, yeah. that night, I 
made the most I didn't stay for maybe as long as I wanted couldn't get a job but uh, I learned a lot from that experience and and I'm and now that I'm here and really enjoying it enjoying living in France um, yeah it's a, it's a good it's a good thing to look back on formatively and and um yeah just uh four years ago now which is crazy to think um mm. when we were together in france but uh great story as i said and i'm sure there's going to be plenty more stories to be told uh from a friendship that i i really really do cherish with you my man me too man like uh i'm really hoping that we can go back to bordeaux <laughs> yeah no, but I, I... go anywhere go anywhere yeah exactly i'd love to hopefully come into france get you over here as well and uh and just you know it's always this is a, a podcast of the time but coming back to the covid thing it's just nice to just be able to have that possibility to get in and yeah. like uh pubs opened again in scotland big thing i start, start playing football again um Good. just going back to training and stuff which is great proper contact sport um i just like just just the little things like i was in the pub like on monday and I met this guy uh he told me this ridiculous story like um this was at the pub back home in charleston and he told me this ridiculous story and i went away and researched it, it turns out it's a true story mm. um so I, i'll tell you so essentially like it's kind of like a story from the Scottish islands, islands of Orkney, Shetland. Um, this is this is from Orkney originally, and there would be a lot of kind of um, container ships, and passing big ships, and the amount of stuff that would come off them is ridiculous. Like ships sinking or whatever. There's one ridiculous story about all of the, like this big Nike ship. Uh, sinking and all of the left trainers getting dumped in the bottom of the island and all the right trainers getting <laughs> dumped in the top of the island so you've got all the left Nike trainers and all the right trainers in there but just like stuff like uh, the film Whiskey Glower and stuff like this uh, and there's this one story again you know this I, th- I think we're talking kind of like 1800s here the ship breaks down and this is the one I did some research into this is in Orkney. Ship breaks breaks down. All the cargoes was left off, and most of it washed up at the beach. And um, you know, they all look in the barrels, so you know, they might just stab a little bit into the barrel, see what's in it. And um, the the publican, the guy that owned one of the, the pubs, or the woman that owned one of the pubs, stabbed into one and finds this delicious rum, like amazing stuff, and corks it up, pushes it back up to the pub, and starts selling it. You know. Just, just found it on the beach. Start selling it. This beautiful rum. Don't know where it's from, um, and they're selling it for a couple of months, uh, and you know it's going going down a, a treat, not like, not amazing, but you know people are buying it, uh, and they someone says you know give us one, and they go to pour it, and there's nothing left, uh, and the the publican is like, this is ridiculous because. I've I've not sold that much of it. 
like this doesn't make sense at all. So he starts accusing people, saying, "Look, you've been behind the bar, stealing the rum. You've been behind the bar, stealing the rum." Um, and everyone's like, "No, no, no, not, not me." And then, he, and then he feels the barrel, and it still feels heavy. And he uh, he rips it open, and inside there is a perfectly preserved ape, like like just just kind of like sitting, very peacefully dead perfectly preserved ape uh, and they, they used to put rum and whiskey and different liqueurs in barrels to take things from Africa and different parts of the world over to to Britain for the museums and all these people in Orkney had been drinking ape rum monkey shoulder for mm. for years and years or for months and months and realised that's fucked up, man. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it's so nuts. Like that's true. <laughs> it's just is that a true story? That's true. That's a true story. I did the research into it, and I found out that's that's totally true. And it was used like they used to preserve everything, and it was just unlucky that the public and didn't realize it was an whole a whole ape in the barrel. I don't know how you get an ape in a barrel to start with. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know what happened because uh, I'm sure there's some sort of disease, isn't there, from eating monkeys, monkey brain or something like that? I don't know. I've only ever I've only ever seen it in the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom when they all the there's a scene where Indiana they're with some <laughs> Aboriginal tribe, Indiana Jones, and they all eat monkey brains and all sorts of stuff. Um, <laughs> Whatever you're into, whatever you're into. <laughs> yeah. Um, different but folks, yeah. different strokes. But thank you for sharing that tale. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, that just kind of sprung to mind. It was a very, it's a very nice segue into it. I think <laughs> we love segues <laughs> on this on this podcast and tangents, um, plenty of them. But uh, yeah, well, hopefully. Uh, we can have you on to tell more stories. Hopefully we have more stories to tell uh, as we go on with our lives. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with me. It was great. Oh, thanks for getting me on. Like it's been, been great crack. Yeah. We've been talking for a while. So, uh, but it's been, it's been, it's been, I could talk to you for hours Owen, as I said, and <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. And I thought we'd maybe finish. Uh, we we've talked a wee bit to finish. We've talked a wee bit about music and busking together and going to music festivals and whatnot. But uh, we've actually been working on a tune together recently, and I thought it would maybe be a nice idea to play out the episode with this tune that we worked on together. Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Would you like to? Wonder, would you like to introduce the song that we? Yeah. And why, um, I guess. Uh, 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 who who sings the song? It's a cover, by the way. Um, and uh, why why we might have gone for such a song? Well, certainly, Sam. I'd love to. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's honestly it's one of the. Everyone knows the song. It's one of the best songs in the world. 
um, it's very true to a travelling soul such as yourself and it's a song that can resonate with you and, and resonate with home uh, not just in a Scottish capacity but in a kind of Celtic capacity I'd say um, and it's just a really really beautiful pop song uh, it's by a wonderful duet from wonderful duo from Leith the Proclaimers um, one of genuinely like a lot of people treat them as kind of like shortbread tin Scottish but they are write some of the best music um, which I'm sure many listening know and many and me and Sam know and the song is Letter from America and here it is Bathgate no more, Linwood no more, 
Bethel no more, Carven no more, Bathgate no more, Glenwood no more, Bethel no more, Carven no more, Bathgate no more, Glenwood no more, Bethel no more, Carven no more, Bathgate no more, Glenwood no more.